0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Affinity Christian Ministries podcast. My name is James, and I'm joined here with Jonathan and Mason. We are so excited to be back. We have been busy, corona, life, the world. We are excited to be sitting down back at the podcast table to discuss one thing that our ministry is based upon, and that's Revelation. Uh, today, we're going to be reading through Revelation, and the next few episodes are going to be just read-throughs of Revelation, in which we discuss everything that's involved. And one thing I can be excited for, and you can be excited for as well, is the fact that Jonathan and Mason have read through Revelation, correct me if I'm wrong, probably Many hundred hundred <laughs> hundred times, if not more than that, but probably have read same scriptures over and over thousands of times. Correct. So we're... Really going to be looking into your brain, your guys's brains as we're reading through this. My personally myself, I've probably read it two or three times through and through because I am quite a new Christian and I'm reading everything, including Revelation. So it will be really, really cool to be able to pick all of our brains, but especially your guys's because you've you have dedicated this book to your time, which is amazing. But I am excited to get started. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what we're gonna be doing, um, for the next few episodes is just reading through Revelation, uh, stopping where we need to, to discuss and, uh, seeing where, where we may, where we may have questions and stuff like that.
1: And so what we're going to do is we're going to basically do one hour segments. Okay. Um, so this would be great for you. If you're in your car, you're driving, or just sitting at home. Um, we're reading from King James version. Uh, you won't catch me in another one. Um, so if, if it's reading differently too, you don't have a KJV, um, but anyways, the um, we'll break that up. So wherever we get within an hour of reading, we're going to take turns reading here, and we're going to discuss as we go along uh, as well. Some things may be you know very simple and straightforward. Other we may go deeper. Um, so uh, why are we doing this? Well, this is you know again, as James mentioned, this is the basis for Affinity Christian Ministries. Um, listen, the Gospels are critical. We know this. Um, this is not uh, you know what the Lord has called us to do specifically is, yes, preach gospel, but really it was the concern that Christians, both new and old, will fall victim in end times to the pressures of the end times, as the Bible says, the dragon is wroth, right? And he goes after those who keep the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so there's going to be this time of persecution like no other. Um, and if you're not prepared, you're going to make some very poor decisions. And so the the Lord is, is given to me in my heart, the concern is, is that Christians that would otherwise make it will wind up doing something silly, like taking the mark of the beast one way or another. Um, and, uh, ultimately, uh, send their soul to the lake of fire as the word of God says, very, very, very plainly. So, um, that's it, you know, so even new Christians today, you know, some people tell me, well isn't that kinda of heavy for a new christian well james um what brought you to 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 going from a non believer to a believer
0: i mean when we yeah when we talked uh, when you started to to witness onto me obviously the testimony of Jesus Christ and his story and his life was at the forefront, but I had already understood that portion of it right what really what opened my eyes what peeled the scales back from my eyes was what you had showed me in revelation right it is if if you are willing to daunt the, i mean take on the daunting task it is not difficult it's just something you got to focus on and and pray that you're going to receive uh, god's revelation. wisdom yeah, and what, the revelation yeah. of it yes but i would say even even in just in general make sure that you understand the testimony of jesus christ you understand God's grace in yep. what he did through Jesus Amen. before following through with this episode. That's most important overall and that is something that we preach in and in again because <laughs> this book was meant for Christians.
1: Absolutely and you know you think about that, right? So n- number 1 is you got to accept Christ in your heart. That's yeah. that's first and foremost, so you need to understand that. But because we live in a different time today than People before us, right? They, they weren't in the end times. Many of them thought they were, but that's because they weren't studying Revelation in the right way. So they just thought like, oh, it's coming to an end, you know. Um, so, you know, <sighs> yes, some have cried wolf um, early on, which honestly has also caused a lot of people to turn their heads away from Revelation yeah. right now. When, in fact, all things are really coming to the head right now on there, as we'll cover through Scripture. But um, so today, a new Christian has something additional to be concerned with. It's that's it. Like literally. um, So you have to include revelation in order to fully protect them and and not allow them to make a mistake of receiving the mark of the beast when that comes down the pipeline over the next handful of years, um, which we are very close to. So that's why that is why, people, if you're if you're ignorant, you don't pay attention to it and you just brush it off and you go, oh, the Lord's going to take care of me and I'm not worried about it and it's no big deal my goodness you're fooling yourself uh, and this is not what jesus said you can you want to read go ahead and read the whole new testament well, well, we can start there. Let's just start in Matthew, and we'll go ahead and read and see what Jesus says about it, and why He's warning you, and what this end times mean, and the pressure on you to to be prepared, have oil in your lamp, to have your have your life separated from the world in a way that allows you to survive without the world, because that's what you're going to need. But so before you're going to get me, yeah, I know you're going to get me on a rant. I'm going to get going. But so here's what we're going to do. Listen, it's really easy. We're going to start reading uh, with you know verse one, chapter one, verse one. And uh, you can read along with us. I, I do encourage you, have a Bible highlighter. Yes. There might be a word that sticks out to you, a phrase that sticks out to you. Never study without having your highlighter prepared to highlight the important things. I've got things.
0: mine even though I've read the book a few times, just in <laughs> case, you know what I mean? You
1: never know, man. You never know. Um, so I'll, I'll start out, and um, and then we'll just uh, we'll go like this. We'll go clockwise here, yeah. Mason. All right, cool. Um, so Revelation uh, one one now, now just to give you an idea, Revelation is a book, really a prophecy, a book of warnings, and a book of war. Mm-hmm. Revelation is not for the you know the faint of heart, right? Mm-hmm. Revelation is not for a snowflake um, in any way, shape, or form. This is warning those who are strong in in Christ and strong in the Word. Really saying, you have this knowledge and this prophecy, you must warn others because many will turn their heads from it so this is this is amazing amount of warning and listen this is for the believers in christ you know at the end of the day that's what it's for prophecy and some of those things will help bring people who are not in christ to it but the warnings about what to do where to go and what's going to happen are really for christians to better prepare themselves for that and you think about the warnings that noah received and the directions he received and the provision it did for his family, ultimately. So, you know, be, be like Noah in that sense. Um, take the warnings and prepare. Is that, that's my, my message overall, Revelation. So, in the introduction, here we go. Um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified, signified it by his angel unto his servants, John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. So I, just in the first three verses, it's it's telling, I mean, blessed are those right yeah. who understand what this is, this prophecy and, and keep those things that are written therein because the time is at hand. And here we are, in those moments, as we will determine as we read Revelation, and so it's it's important for you. This is a book of the Bible that is, by the way, that is skipped almost all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if you're if you're hearing this today, it's because most likely because your church doesn't preach Revelation at all. I mean, you, this is probably It's also, very rare. It is very rare. Um, so uh, this is important. And now this this book. So we've we've wrapped up there at at uh, verse three, and this is John, right? Yeah. Uh, Mason John of Patmos, correct?
2: Uh yeah. Well this he wrote the book in the island put, of Patmos. On the island of Patmos after he was banished. Now, uh most historic most historical documentation and historical um tradition will say that he was uh, sentenced to the island of Patmos in ninety five AD. Uh, there is some debate as to uh when exactly it was, but most historical data does agree with that it happened in ninety five AD.
1: Okay. So <clears throat> this is uh uh, an amazing story when you think about John, you know, they, they attempted to boil him to death, and then when he didn't die, um, uh, they banished him to Patmos, in which he wrote the book of Revelation. So, uh, going on to verse 4 <clears throat> John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits of which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ who is faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Amen. So it's talking about, you know, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Okay, folks. Um, And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father and to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse seven, behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him, and they also which, placed him, uh, which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. In verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So here we are, um, you know, we're talking about, Jesus, that, when, when that says that there, that he's quoting Jesus, right? I'm out on the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. So he's quoting him in that piece. John is not claiming to be the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> yeah, I was just, just saying. <laughs> I just want to clarify that for everybody, okay?
2: Um, and, and also to clarify, too, when he said, when you see him in the clouds, that is the first part of the return of Christ. That is when the rapture happens is when he's coming in the
0: clouds. Yep. We so, talk about that a lot. Yeah. yeah yep. Coming in the clouds, Yep.
2: Yes, and that's, that's really
1: important because um, the, the there's a time when he's in the clouds and then there's a time when he comes down here, right? And the difference are separated by one of them is rapture, okay? And that's the harvest that happens in Revelation 14, 14. And then you have Armageddon where he comes down to hoop the butt. Okay? Yeah, with a rod of iron. It Jesus is, is not the,
2: asking nicely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there will be spankings. Okay, so I'm going to uh, continue on for a moment here, yeah. guys. I'll read, uh, I'll, I'll probably just go ahead and read chapter one yeah, here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so uh, verse nine, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and he heard behind me, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Mm. Okay, so it's a that, very...
0: That trumpet, what he's saying about the trumpet is very important to me. Uh, in, in my opinion, just the fact that he's saying that it, it came in the sound of a trumpet because everything in Revelation to come, the, by the sound of a trumpet, you know what I mean? It, it, I love that part.
1: Right, and and he's giving you clarity of what this voice, this voice was in a whisper. Um, so when he um, refers to that... Imagine how loud, like, you know, if you were standing in a group of people and someone's blowing a trumpet, it overrides mm-hmm. all other things that are going on, right? So when you imagine someone speaking with that sort of volume, that clarity, to the point where no one else is going to speak and be heard, that's, that's really the powerful uh, movement of that, that trumpet, when you really consider that. Um, in verse 11, saying, I am Alpha, so this is what this voice is saying, right? So it's not a trumpet is blowing. It is, this is what the voice is saying. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto, uh, I call it Thyatira,
2: Um,
1: Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. So this is what the voice called out that was boasting over everything. And it's telling this to John, you know, he's telling him, you're going to write this to the churches. So this is the first part of Revelation is a message to churches. And you know, what's great about this prophecy is you're going to see this was not only applicable for John's time, but it literally is applicable for the end times because you got to remember, that's what this book is really for. It's for the end times. Um, So in verse 12, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me and being turned I saw seven golden candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle and his head and his hairs were white like wool and white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass as if they were burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength and when they saw him when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead and he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not i am the first i am the last i am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive evermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So what you'll find out in Revelation and many times when we read, there'll be an explanation. Sometimes you might not understand every part. And I'm going to tell you the first thing about reading Revelation is don't get hung up. There's going to be some things when you read that will be clear to you. There's going to be some things that won't be as clear. Don't get hung up. Give it time. The more you read Revelation, the clearer things will, be, will become. But also, no one, and no one at this table either is going to sit here and say, we know all of revelation exactly what it's going to be and exactly how it's going to happen yeah. listen i'm i'm not god no one here is god i'm not even close and, and
0: yeah, he's the only one that knows he know yeah. he
1: knows so not even jesus well, jesus does not know the, the day nor the yeah, hour yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's where his limitations are to to knowing that so when we when we look at this stuff just keep in mind um you know that's that's why revelation seems hard to people they're trying to like identify every single thing that's going on what's this candlesticks and just calm down it's okay
2: right and <laughs> at the um, end
1: of the day those are those are important pieces but really here comes the message right. the message is what we're looking for what is the message
2: and before we get into this message we're going to be going into the letters to the churches to the seven churches uh so what you guys need to know before we get into these letters is that these are literal churches that were established during the time of the apostles and the disciples of Jesus Christ uh and these letters. So not only are you are we reading these seven letters to seven literal churches, but the spirits of those churches have gone to become what is the body of Christ today. Uh, so you, as we're reading it, these these messages to the churches are applicable to the churches themselves, and it's applicable to the people that are also uh, dealing with the same type of sin in some cases or the same type of issues that are being addressed to these churches that yep. the seven letters are also the seven spirits as well um, and as as we're going about to read in the church of Ephesus uh, the first few times I read I read Revelation I actually started to understand like okay this isn't just literal churches this is also addressing the attitudes and spirits of Christianity today yep. well when I was reading through Ephesus uh, the first uh, this first letter we're about to read through I immediately addressed it. I'm like, this is me, you know, and this was quite a few years ago. Uh, and we're going to dig deeper into that right now. Well, so do you want to read that, that then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to. So we're starting off in chapter two, chapter one. two. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how that and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them, which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake, has labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Now, that was where it hit mm, me. Yeah. Because, as, so all the way up until this point, we're at the end of verse three, uh, at end of verse four. Basically, it's addressing like how the Church of Ephesus they despise that is which is evil and that is it which is ungodly, which is a good thing to call out folks. Yeah. You know, to have discernment, to be able to discern who is a truth, who is a truther, and who is a liar, uh, who speaks the word of God and who speaks the word of Satan. So immediately that was ringing to me like yes, because at the time I was going into the Catholic Church, looking into that, and I'm like these people have destroyed Christianity, mm-hmm. they've been lying and all that. But then uh, when it says, but you have forgotten your first love. I had been focusing way too much on the evils of the world and too much of what I disliked about Christianity in that day, what was going on, how unhappy I was with the church. I had forgotten what I was first commanded to do, which was to...
1: Save, get out there and 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 communicate the gospel. But 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 love. Yes, Yes. and have
2: that Christ-like love, have that the golden rule, love thy neighbor as thyself. And uh, my love definitely had dwindled,
0: and when it hit me like that, I'm like, I need to start changing my heart. Because so. there's even another story in the Bible where it says, we banished devils in your name, and we did this and we did that in your name, but I do not know you. And right. it, it's one of those things where you can, you can say and preach and do whatever you want, but if you do not love God first, you do not love Jesus and his sacrifice first— What are you as a Christian? Exactly. And And that's that's something for you to look in yourself. That's nothing for anybody to tell how you feel and stuff like that. So, yeah.
2: So now we're going to go and get to the solution here of the problem of losing your first love. So we're going to continue here in uh, verse 5. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will move thy candlestick out of thy place, except thou repent. But his thou hast that thou hast hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear which, uh, what the Spirit saith unto the, church, unto the churches. To him that overcome I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I have no and I know the blasphemy of them, which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have full shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful until death unto death, and I will give thee
0: a crown of life. Oh, that's, oh, that right there I love. I absolutely love that. Because it's just talked however what is it if you lose your life because of me or or what was that verse um, but if, if he, he this what you're talking he, about he, he, that, that that, seeks he to that, save his life yeah, shall mm, lose yeah, mm, it? Yeah, mm, so
2: yeah. as you see that that second le- this second letter we just read that was actually a very uplifting one these these are people that are are that are living by uh, by all means the bible living out the gospel yep. of Jesus Christ and they're doing the right things
0: and he's just saying that though you live through poverty and tribulation, you are rich. And I love that.
2: And um,
1: and it's, it's also, I would like to point out, because many people like to, again, as we talk about in times, uh, they, they, the people who like to be, uh, who like to, I guess, ignore it um, and try to turn their head from it. Um, he says what? You will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, literally, they're going to throw you into prisons They're going to do things to you Like, literally, don't give up your faith He's warning you, you Listen, when the Bible talks about all through Revelation They keep saying endure, endure, endure Endurance means you're going to be tried hard And if you do not have a foundation And I mean a real foundation I'm not talking about, oh, I go to church on Sunday That kind of foundation I'm talking about, like, I know the word of God I know what it says And I'm prepared to die I'm prepared to deal with it. When it comes down to it, like, I will not give up my faith. I will not make the mistake of taking the mark of the beast or, you know, denouncing God or falling to the wayside to some spiritual whatever sort of religion that's going on and and leave God. You are my first love. I will focus on you. I'm going to love others. And and in doing so, right, he says, I'm going to give you a crown.
2: Yep. So to go and clarify on that too. And
1: and clarify it with uh, verse 11 real quick.
2: Verse 11. Okay. So we're going to read verse eleven real quick. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the mm. second death.
1: Right. So your first death. Did you? Did anyone <laughs> notice? He didn't say about anything about the first death. What's your first death? Your first death is your fleshly body. Yeah. So I got news for you. He, he's not making any promises to that piece of it. Um, you're being told that it's the second death. Okay. And the and in Revelation when we read later. There's only two, really two deaths that we die, and the second death is really, it's the lake of the fire. That is the judgment death, mm-hmm. and and it's, there's a, a great reference, and I don't even know if, you know, again, we'll, we'll get to it. It's, it's um, um, uh, let me see here, in late revelation, I'm just going to jump to it. Yeah, here read you're fine. Here. Let's see here. Uh,
2: so to clarify on right this, here the too. second
1: death when you go to revelation 2014 and death and hell were cast in a lake of fire this is the second death boom okay so that's where the second death is we'll get there i'm gonna go ahead and we'll get back to chapter 2 verse 11 you just wrapped up
2: so recapping that so i would say about three years ago and even you know as i've been overcoming a lot of things in the last year and a half i was definitely in the church of ephesus camp where i was aligning myself with the bible but i had too much hate in my heart for the evils that were going on of other supposed Christians As they called themselves uh, But now I'm definitely Starting to align myself More in the uh, Church of Smyrna Where I'm starting to realize My position is And I gotta Endure And I gotta play I gotta do everything Biblically right That means to love too I can call out evil When I can call out evil But I gotta make sure That I'm representing uh, The love of Christ as well
0: mm-hmm. okay. Very much So you are me to take over 12? Yeah Yeah And to the angel Of the church In Pergamos Write These things saith. He which hath the sharp sword with two edges, I know thy works where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth, but I have few things I have a few things against thee because thou hast they're them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, 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 who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of Nick, say it the Nicolaitans, Nicolaitans which th- which which thing i hate repent or else i will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth he that hath an ear let him wear let him hear what the spirit has unto the churches to him that overcome will i give to eat the hidden manna oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. I'm listen, no,
1: I'm sweating. I know, I know. It is warm in here, by the way, folks. We're, we're honestly, we're we're in 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 a garage on in a, in a house that we're renting. We're in a garage with a nice big podcast table, and it's very warm in here. We I'm don't a terrible on, reader. We don't turn on fans or air conditioning in here because it's like, you know, it's, it'll be too noisy. It's but. not like
2: that. James is a terrible reader. This is just 1611, you know, and that's it's not 1611 English, but this is old English speak, you know. Uh,
1: but there's there's a reason why. And and remember, remember when you're reading. Uh, the Bible, and, and KJV particularly. Um, read, let your eyes read ahead of where you're speaking, mm. and it'll come quicker. Well,
0: let me just restart there at 17, and I apologize if you're reading along and you're jumping back and forth, just the fact that, yeah, like like Jonathan said, it is Old English, and um, I, even myself, even though I've been a Christian here a little over a year, year and a half, I'm still, still learning to read it. Um, so let's start here at 17. He that hath an ear... Let him hear what the spirits say unto the churches. To him that overcome will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saith he that receiveth it. Saving he that receiveth it.
1: Okay, so, you know, here when you look at this, there's there's some obviously some... <laughs> uh, there's some things going on that are not well, and they're being warned. I mean, again, and, and I see more often than not, there's a lot of warnings in, in these messages to the churches, because you got to remember the great falling away is going to happen, and that really happens in the churches, um, and then, of course, by individuals. Um, and so uh, when we look here, let's go back to, against Steve, because thou hast, um, they're them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block? So there's there's the doctrine that's going on in this particular church is not is not good. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's what you're seeing. It's no longer biblical. And, and people, listen, your Bible, the instructions have remained the same. So when a church is not following the Word, I'm I'm talking about truly following the Word. You should know that already. If you're reading your Word of God, you already know that. Um, and and again, I generally don't mention denominations because I'm not trying to start uh, infighting, so to speak. But the reality is is um you know if you go into a church and they're they're kneeling before you know Mary and praying and 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 this that you understand that this is wrong if you knew your bible you'd see it plainly and so you have churches doing the work of really old school biblical stuff that that God wiped the, you know cleaned the planet up once already you know with with a flood all right because they were doing these things that were not godly and they were leaving Really, the doctrine, they, they gave away the commandments of God, and they, they follow the, the doctrine of men um, rather than that. So um, that's really all we're really seeing here is their their doctrine is leaving the Word of God, and they're doing things that are really evil before God. Um, and uh, and he's telling them, you got to overcome this, right? If you go overcome this stuff, you get away from it, he's still making a way. He's like, I'm still going to give you this white stone. I'm going to yeah. write your name in it. That's like the, the, the Book of Life is really what you're thinking about, right? When something's written in stone... It's basically it's permanent versus yeah. anything else. So, I mean, that's that's what I see out of that that section. And there.
0: this in this church too was eating things sacrificed unto idols, and you know what I mean. This was very
2: wrong biblically. It's, yeah, folks. Old Testament wrong. Yep, yeah. yep, very much. And
0: so. committing to fornication. Which is another <laughs> which is another one. Anyway. And honestly,
1: yes, you're seeing that now, right now with churches, right? We see churches that are no longer preaching against sexual immorality anymore, um, including homosexuality, uh, transgender, all this. They're beginning to pull themselves towards that, to be accepting of that, and, and to be like, oh, it's all good. We're all children of God. You know, it's like, let's not forget what God said about his children, okay? Um, we are all his children, but not all of us will be with him because of our oh, own nature. We're all
0: children of God, but we still all fall. Yep, that's
1: it. And it's his desire
0: that we all
1: go to heaven with him. It is his desire. But the reality is this. Um, he says, not all that call upon me will, will enter. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is important. And even within the church, remember, this is a message to a church. Why is fornication even having to be talked about in a church? Why? Yeah. It was a problem then, and it's a problem now. Um, so it's important. Um, so what are we at? Uh, 18. Verse 18. In chapter 2. Okay. Um, James, you want to yeah. continue more? Yep.
0: Go ahead. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira. I, yeah, I always say, like,
1: Thyatira. Thyatira,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. These things saith the Son of the God of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass? I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Ooh, right there! I like right, that. Right, right. He's saying yeah. right
1: here. Now listen, I, I, and I love that too. I'm, I'm glad you stopped. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Because thy works. Now listen, I have seen churches spin people around in circles on this, right? Like there's nothing you can do to you know to, you can do to get yourself into heaven, and that's true. It is only by God's grace. But that doesn't mean that you get in. You get God's grace just because it doesn't happen. He expects you. Right? Faith without works is what it's dead. Dead.
0: Yep. That's just trying okay. To pull that verse. And left. here's
1: another one about thy works. He is paying attention to what you are doing. If you plan to receive His grace. And that means you're going to need to be doing some things right at the end of the day that, that show that you're a Christian, but also show that you love him.
2: And that you're mm. grateful for the gift.
1: Yeah, that's exactly You're showing you're grateful. So when you go out on the Lord's behalf to bless other people, to, to help the sick, the needy, uh, uh, you know, and just be there for people in that way, and preach the gospel even. you know, and, and I'm not talking about being at the pulp, but I'm talking about preaching it in terms of talking in the about streets. it with your neighbors, with yep. your friends, and being that person at yep. work. Okay, Those are things that you need to do, and, of course, your work. So if you're a nasty person person um you're not doing the work of the lord and therefore you you are risking the grace that he may give you you have not received grace yet okay you have not received salvation yet okay when the time comes in other words when you're standing next to god then you'll know if you've received it (laughs) uh if you're not then you definitely did not receive you know um
0: and do not think that because you're doing all these good things once again that you are just going to be accepted with open arms. It is the thought, the knowledge, and the 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 giving everything to Christ. You can not by you will not go to heaven just by your works. Yep. Right. No,
1: it is, and it's so so it is a pa- what I like to say. It's a it really is a package. It's a, it's about you know. Um, Like you said, Mason, being grateful for the gift and showing that and and wanting to save others. Listen, if you saw a bunch of people drowning and you had a pile of life jackets standing there and you just stood there and looked at them like, oh, well, you know, sucks to be them. I mean, this is what Christians do today. They stand there. They got the life jackets. They're not throwing them out. They're not saying, hey, hey, hey. I, I got the answer. Here's your here's your Jesus jacket. Jesus you know what I mean? Jacket. Okay. Yeah, you're, you know could, what I'm saying?
2: Could you imagine the person standing on the rock and he has all the and he has the life jacket to save everyone? And he just looks at them as they're drowning, and be like, "For it is not by works you are saved; it is by grace." <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And that's and that it is. It's a it great... is in the hands of God now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So God is going to say, "Hey, man, I left you a pile of Jesus jackets, and you didn't distribute any." Like you. Do you not know what I did? Yeah. Did you not see what I went through just to get the gospel out to people and, and you did nothing and I made it easy for you?
0: And those, <laughs> I would also say that those works do not, they're, they're, it's not hard for them to come about. No. Once you really and truly understand his grace and just the amazing, the amazingness of God and Jesus and his sacrifice, you just want to do it.
2: And, oh. and, and by the way, guys, too, it's it just be. God's going to be happy with you just for throwing the life jacket yep. out. It's up to them to take the life jacket. That's right. Because yep. mm. it doesn't yes. matter. If amen. Came. Amen. It, it does not matter if they take the life jacket or not, as long as you, you threw, threw it, it out there.
1: Yes. And by the way, that's how you earn your treasures in heaven. You know, everyone that holds up that life jacket that has your, uh, it's coded to you, so to speak, right? It's going to code on the like, back. Like, oh, wow, hey, man, let's see, this has got a few codes on there. There was, you know, Mason and Jonathan and James all, you know, threw this life jacket to me. And, and ultimately, I decided to accept that gift of sa- being saved. And bam, like, all of a sudden, you're getting credit for this in heaven. The Lord's like, hey, good job. Well done, that good and faithful servant. You got one. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's exciting. Like, any one of us right here, if we were in public and someone, we're talking to someone or we even hear the opportunity, I don't care what's going on during the day. If I got to sit there for three hours, four hours, 10 hours, it doesn't matter. I will sit there and talk
0: and about the Bible and God out. with
1: them. and I will tune everything out. Nothing else is more important at those moments than that person in their soul. Because if their heart is ready and right, you do not drop the ball.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: God
0: put you there for a reason. Yep. yep. You put so, two
1: hands around it. You lower your head and you, you go barreling through. That's yeah. literally what you do there. Um, so verse <laughs> were we at, yeah, there. we're we're now at 20. Uh, so verse, verse 20, 20 of chapter okay. two,
0: uh, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll keep reading. I'll yeah. keep reading. Cool. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. So though he, he, these, this church seems to be so, so great in his eyes, he has a few things against them.
1: Oh, oh this is this is the one. This is the oh. one I was going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but go, go ahead. No, yeah. you're good.
0: Because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a mm-hmm. prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols and I give her space to repent for her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds.
1: Okay, and, and you know what? I just want to point out something, folks. How many of you repent? Think about that for a moment.
0: Do you do you even really repent? So, So can you just real quick then go over what, Cause I would, so, so res- yeah, you re- would say, yeah, I, I repent,
2: repent, repent has two, two meanings to turn away from sin and turn to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, repentance is basically you. And this is something that you can't just say with your mouth. You have to say it with your heart. This has to be a Lord. I acknowledge the wrongs that I've done and I know that how great I have offended you. I, I, I am sorry. Like this is, this is something I've actually had to work with my wife in the last few months here and myself as well is that.
1: Myself, too. It's like,
2: like, uh, you know, no one can teach you how to repent, guys. I can't teach you. You have to go into your closet and talk to God, and you need to make this self-realization of the sins that you have committed and know that you deserve eternal damnation for you deserve the second death for those sins. And if it were not for the grace of God Amen. and for him willing to turn the other cheek and to forgive you for those things, that's where you would be going. You need to know. Cause like a lot of people, when they sin, like I know a lot of Christians right now, like, Oh, I like, they think they have a license to sin. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm good. I'm like, yeah, but have you repented yet? Are you actually truly sorry? Like, imagine like this, God gives you the gift of salvation, right? It's a present. He's got wrapped up for you. He's like, here you go, son. He's like. Uh, I'm glad to know that you're sorry. That you're finally repenting. You're sorry for all the things you've done. I've got this gift for you, and then you'd be like, "Well, I'm not really sorry, God, but thanks for the gift." <laughs> right? It's like, okay. That's a slap in the <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, you've ever have you ever when you were a kid, right? And you or you and maybe another kid were going at it, and the parents are like, "Say you're sorry," and like, you know, you're like, no. "Sorry," you're just saying it because yeah. they're making you say it. But are you really sorry? So. Um, repentance really if you want to understand true repentance you can't get there if you don't understand how offended god is by sin so if you think he's your buddy and you know what your sin is you become comfortable in you're wrong he's not your buddy he's your god the holy of holies so your sin offends him and i tell you the more you want to really think about <laughs> your eternity and pleasing god the more sin is evident to you, and the more you will begin to repent. I got on my knees the other day because, honestly, I wanted to beat the snot out of somebody. So, I and I shouldn't feel that way, right? Mm-hmm. I should love people, and I get frustrated at times by those things. Now, it's okay to be angered, but it's and you know, I mean, Jesus flipped tables over at the temple, <laughs> okay? But it, it's not okay to want to really wrath. harm somebody okay that that wrath belongs to god okay that's his judgment it's it's my job to win people to christ i mean i'd I'd love to you know you know take them very close to death so they just call out to god <laughs> right in those moments <laughs> like oh god oh god like oh finally you get it um <laughs> okay okay laugh with me folks yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh you know the, the bottom line is is we have to watch so i just like mason said you know you start seeing things like wow I was quick to anger. I know God doesn't appreciate that. So I'll get on my knees and I will repent for that, Um, you know, because I need to, I need to, it's important. Um, Obviously the big ones are big ones in life. There might be something you're doing in life or did. Maybe you haven't repented for, maybe it was, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a one night stand somewhere. Maybe it was uh, uh, adultery in your marriage. Maybe it was, you know, you did Really, truly offend someone to the point where they may never even turn to God. And you didn't even think about it. You just thought, well, I told them. Well, did you? Because you're going to be held accountable for those words. And if you don't repent from that, there could be issues. Like God's grace can forgive all sin. We understand that. But the reality is, is you got to do some work in your end. You you got to be on that. So I think it is important to understand repentance because, like Mason said, it's in your heart. You can't fool God. You can't stand there like, oh, okay, uh, you know, forgive me my sin. There you go. I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. Like it's for real. There are people in my life that have crossed uh, me in ways that I can honestly say um, that if if I wasn't a Christian, they would definitely be no longer walking on the face of this right. planet for sure. And as a Christian. I had to get myself past that um, because of what they did. I had to get past those moments and I'm thankful I did because I'm tell you, when you get past it and you truly forgive them, you forgive everything that's going on. Like, first of all, you're a happier person. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's part of repentance is taking the baggage and casting it off you and thank, thank God for, for Jesus' sacrifice to so just deal with it really at the end of the day, stop dealing with other people's issues Forgive them. If they've slighted you, forgive them, but get over yourself. (laughs) At the end of the day, get over yourself as well. And and
2: to go and clarify up to, to wrap wrap up this little uh, piece, is that I, I know that there's actually a lot of Christians out there that are actually struggling spiritually. They feel like they've hit a spiritual drought because they have this guilt in their mind. Uh, you know, this is, it's during this time of, this has to do with repentance. Why people start questioning, you know, a- am I really saved and, and all this and that? And why do I feel so spiritually drained? So disconnected from God, it, it's coming down to like, it's coming down to repentance. Like, you know, have you gone through this traumatic experience of, of recognizing all the evil that you've done and truly asking God and telling, and telling him with your heart and making that connection with him? Like, I'm sorry for this. Like, you know, a couple months ago, I actually had, uh, you know, uh, a night with my wife when we were talking about this and I cried for like the first time in a very, very long time. And it was to God. I was just, it bi- was, it was just me in my bedroom with my wife. And I was just, I cried because I finally had realized and truly have pleaded repentance to God for all the things I've done when I was younger and when I was stupid. And I was so hard on myself and I actually hated myself because I grew up in a Christian home. I had Bibles all around me. I had the ability to become the person who I am today 10 years ago. And I, instead, I didn't read the Bible. I went ahead, went, uh, went along with what my friend, what, what friends were doing and what the crowd wanted me to do. And I ended up being a dirty fornicator uh, all throughout, you know, through my teenage years, I ended up getting, you know, partying and doing all the stupid stuff, things that I should have never even done. I allowed myself to become something I never should have become. I had the truth, I knew the truth, and I didn't put it into practice, and I put myself down a path that gave me years of mm. mental and spiritual trauma that just recently I finally got over, and now I don't have, now a weight's been lifted off of me because I actually repented for it, and I saw and I asked God like, please lift this burden off of my heart because it's hurting. And once I finally repented, those things don't bother me anymore. I've got a huge weight yep. lifted off my shoulders because now I know. I know, I know that I've been forgiven. I know that I was sorry for it. And now God has worked with me, brought healing back to my heart. And he's doing the same thing with my wife right now in the same exact subject over repentance. So if you're a Christian right now and you've been having like this feeling of guilt and this weight on your chest about how God thinks of you and everything, what I think he's calling you to do is be truly repentful and ask him and ask him for healing through this too mm, because amen. sin is damaging and that is what's holding you back. If yep. you feel like you have a of a drought right now, it's because you need to have that sin and have that knowledge that I am truly forgiven, I'm truly sorry. God will heal you for it. Just go to him, go to him in private and make this an intimate thing between you and him and recognize that when you are praying, you are praying to the creator of mm. this world, Amen. Do not just address him as some imaginary friend. This is the God, yep. the God of the Old Testament, the one that created the earth in seven days, six days technically rested <laughs> on the seventh. He created everything. This is the one that deserves your worship.
0: Amen. Amen. Yep,
1: I, wow, I would say Mason. that. And Mason, that was a good, good piece. And by the way, under that same premise, you know, some of you may think that that mountain of whatever you have in your past is insurmountable. I have a very close friend of mine, Rich, hmm. my brother. Um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you come around on things. But his past, he feels is too heavy. That uh, you know, he's he's going to hell anyways for you know his past and blah blah blah. And it's I'm never telling heavy. you, like no, it's heavy. not. And that's just it. The the power of God to give you grace and to change your life is something that you must experience. And those of you who are letting that weigh down, don't. Don't let it weigh you down. Listen, none of us here at this table—I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now—have some sort of squeaky clean past. Um, you know where it's like, oh well, these guys were destined to be ministers and share the gospel. Like, no, 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 no. Like, li- like literally, you <laughs> don't want to hear so, about my past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like literally, if you want, to, if you want to feel good about yourself, stop over. We'll, we'll help you out. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, but, but we have turned from it. And the Bible talks about that too. There's the scripture that says, some of you were these things, but now you have been washed clean. So it's talking about, listen, I know you guys were going to be adulterers, fornicators. You're going to be, you're going to be everything underneath the sun. And you were these things, but see, when you come to Christ, it goes bye bye. Mm-hmm. now I'm not saying you won't have temptations to deal with. Of course you will. The devil never sleeps, never stops mm. always after you. So you got to put on what the whole armor of God. And you do that by getting the word. Um, so we're gonna go. We're, we're we're. I know we're closing in on our hour here. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up um, chapter two. Yep, chapter two. And I would like to say when we when we were finishing up here in verse twenty, um, Jezebel, the spirit Jezebel here. So we're looking at, at this, and again, if you notice, it's another sexual sin going on in the churches, folks. This is a sign of whether or not you're in the right building. Let's just start with that. If your church is okay with. You know, uh, people having sex with each other outside of marriage or, you know, man and man or woman and woman getting married or pff, whatever else. What might might come in the very near future, um, a man and dog and man and child or something twisted. Oh, listen boy. to me. Okay, listen, it's coming. It's coming. The church does not set the precedent for what is right or wrong. God's word in this Bible does. So here we're seeing that there's this fornication, there's adultery going on in this church. Mm-hmm. Like by one of the leaders, right, in this church, it's, this is a woman leader at this time, by the way, and I know many men are like, oh, women shouldn't be. Listen, this was going on in the church and it will be in end times. Remember, this is applicable today. How many women are in the church today? There are a lot. Well, I can tell you, without naming denominations, that there are women, quote-unquote, spiritual leaders, that are literally doing this right now. The fornication, Mm -hmm. the adultery, homosexuality, all this sort of stuff, literally are preaching that it's okay, we're all children of God, and and we'll be forgiven of all things. And people warm to that message. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they're living in that sin, and they don't want to think they have to change. Yeah. Okay, so that's why. So uh, we'll go ahead and— Yeah, real real quick,
0: because the one thing that really confused me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, um, it it says that Jesus is saying, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her her into great tribulation, except that they repent their deeds. I read that first, and I was like, oh, wow, Jesus is going to literally, like, tempt people? No, I think what he's trying to say there is, look, she— he is not the one casting her into a bed. It's more of a a. It's a, a, that's a metaphor. Metaphor. talking
1: about. I'm going to throw you all in a pile, and you're going to suffer tribulation. You guys want to do your little, uh, little circle orgies. orgy here? Okay, fine. You're, oh, you're all in bed together. You ever heard the term? You know. Yeah. Oh, you're getting in bed together. That's really. But if we, as we read the rest of these scriptures, you'll yeah. understand what he really means by this tribulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says again, except they repent. So he's like, there's a way out. Okay. He's not just saying, oh, you're all damned. He's not mm-hmm. saying that at all. He's saying. Stop it, you fools, okay? Stop mm-hmm. it, repent, and, and I will spare you. But let's go ahead and, was it, verse 22.
0: Yeah, verse 22, I'll read it again. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins in the hearts, and I will give unto every one of you to to your works, but unto you I say unto the rest in, ty- in thy thyrotyra, Sorry, yep. as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will, put unto- uh, I will put upon you none other burden.
1: Okay, so what is he saying? He's like, those of you who are evidently involved in this church that are not getting involved with this really satanic is what mm-hmm, it comes down mm-hmm, to. This mm-hmm. is works of Satan, not works of God. He's saying, right, he's like, I'm not going to put any other burden on you. Just don't, don't get involved in this stuff that they're doing. This is wrong, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come, and he that overcome and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron and as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as i received my last father received of my father sorry and i will give him the morning star he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches
1: so there's there's reward for following and sticking to the word of god and not getting caught up in the stuff that's not of the word that's obviously literally Completely contrary to it. So, you know, God is just telling you straight out, like, listen, keep your head on straight, know what my word says, stick to that, continue to do thy works, continue to help. And like people understand that the the things that we do, people are watching, mm-hmm. especially if you claim to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so you need to do good in the name of God and you gotta be careful about allowing yourself to have Satan drag you off the track and make you look like a fool in front of people. And that the goal is the soul, Mm -hmm. always the soul, the darkness that fights you. It's not the flesh and blood of that person as much as it is the darkness of Satan that has Mm -hmm. their eyes blinded. Their hands are over their eyes and they cannot see. They're not willing to change. They think God is their enemy and it's not. And so it takes time to win them over. And so as we are in our churches, we need to hold our churches accountable. When they're straying, if if you know you go to the leaders to talk to them about that. When they're straying str- directly from the Word of God and what it says, and and if they don't change, then you go to another church. And eventually, I'll be honest with you, finding a church that's mm-hmm. biblical hard. is going to be very difficult in the end days here, and it already is getting that way. If you know the Word of God, you start to realize, especially with the you know all the all the the mega church movement that you're going to see and things, you're starting to see this spirituality movement that's beyond scripture that starts getting into things where men are empowering themselves they're drunk on on their ability to have people around them coming to them for information and it's a power that is causing themselves to lose themselves before god as well so we got to be careful know the word so we're going to read that together that's we just read uh chapters one two and three in revelation
0: no just one and two
1: Oh, that was one and two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we read up to three. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> so We've man. got a long way to go. <laughs> so this is going to take like 40 years, 40 days and 40 nights. Um, no, but listen, we'll some of this stuff will pick up faster, but I'd rather study with you, read with you, and just kind of go through things. Now, listen, you might say, well i get this this isn't so much so far but i'm gonna tell you it's gonna get fun and very very interesting as we start getting in the prophecy mm-hmm. through there so uh james you know yeah. uh we'd love we'll to rock we, us out right, right we, we thank you for you know uh reading revelation let's, let's here with the prayer Christian let's mission. hear
2: that beautiful prayer music that we haven't heard in so long
1: yeah, absolutely let's do that james there it is <laughs> We'd like to thank you for coming here today. I want you to join us in prayer. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for our time together today in the word, doing what we need to do as Christians and learning about the warnings and the messages that you've given us. Lord, we pray as we tackle one of the hardest books of the Bible for people to understand, Revelation, I pray that every person listening right now no longer fears Revelation but they turn to it for the knowledge that you've given in it, that they begin to understand the times we are in and the things we are facing and how important it is. We pray for peace in their hearts and wisdom in their minds. We pray for strength and courage for them to share with their brothers and sisters. Amen. 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 And us amen. too, we all yes. need courage. In Jesus' holy name, amen. 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 amen.
0: Thank you, everybody, for joining us today in Revelation. This is going to be one of many episodes where we continue to read through the end book, the end revelation that John received at the island of Patmos. My name is James. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope to see you and hear from you again. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call. Shoot us an email. All of our information is online, or you can download our mobile app to find all that we can offer. Thank you so much. God bless and enjoy the rest of your day.